Hi, welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn and Stacey Thomas. How are you going, ladies? Good morning, thank you. We're a bit, feeling a bit rusty tonight. We haven't done a podcast in a while, so you'll have to bear with us. Um, we're going to continue on with our series on Proverbs. And uh, we're just going to be, we looked at you know, character in the previous podcast and we're going to be continuing on with with relationships. So just a bit of a recap, Proverbs is a, is a practical book and it deals with how we ought to live and conduct ourselves and it bases its practical wisdom on the fear of the Lord. And reverence for God and reliance on Him are set out as the path to life, prosperity and security. Um, and there's a certain order of certain laws that are in place in God's creation and to honour this leads to positive effects so to defy that leads to unhappy consequences. And the Proverbs will contrast the two, you know, a fool or a foolish behaviour and a wise person or wise behaviour. And many Proverbs describe the consequences of, a, of an action or a character trait. And the first four chapters of Proverbs tells us to get wisdom above all else at any cost. So we're going to be looking at what constitutes a wise person according to Proverbs, because that is what we should be aiming to be. So we've looked at character. And we have looked at a wise person's relationships to the Lord, to his parents and wife, and this podcast we're going to be looking at our relationships to our children, our friends and neighbours. And then we're going to continue on with um, looking at the words that we speak. Alright, so let's look at a wise person's relationship with their children, what that looks like. So, in everyday life, what does it look like? To his children, a wise person loves his children. Thank you. So um, I just want to start with the verse from uh, Proverbs, of course. <laughs> <laughs> On um, so it, this talks about um, loving them in terms of discipline. So uh, Proverbs 3.12 says, Because the Lord disciplines those he loves, as a father the son he delights in. Um, and Proverbs 13.24 says, Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. So these verses are really importantly talking about how, you know, we, we, do, we discipline our children out of love. We don't do it because we hate them or we want to teach them a lesson in terms of um, you've done a wrong thing, you know, you, how dare you do that. We, we do it because we love them and we want to show them the right path. And in fact, what you're saying as well, you know, you said we don't do it because we hate them. In fact, the, the Bible teaches us in those scriptures you read that if you actually don't discipline them, that is equated with hate. Mm. And as Stacey said, yeah, um, Proverbs clearly equates love with discipline. And we've got to remember as well that, you know, when we talk about love, it's not a feeling, it's a choice of your will. And so discipline is love. It doesn't matter that you feel like, because often, you know, you won't feel like... Um, discipline them or smacking them or whatever um you know we often you know you hear the thing of oh it hurts me more than it hurts you and it does it's hard you know you you, you don't want to inflict that on them but you have to just remember it's a choice that's for their best interests you know you've got their best interests at home so you have to discipline them yep <laughs> sorry i just uh had a little 
disciplining issue just this just before we were recording podcasts and I'm replaying it in my head as Carolyn talks. <laughs> um, we also we show our love for our children by you know what we say and what we do by being engaged in our children, um, being interested in what they're interested in. Um, you know, we, we sacrifice what we want to do or what we want to have so that we can invest in, in time with our kids or invest in their interests. You know, I, uh, I remember when we were young that mom and dad didn't have much money and dad would often have quite holy and old clothes to make sure that he had enough to provide the best for us and that he could, you know, send us to sport and things like that. David's chill like that. <laughs> <laughs> he just really loves his son. <laughs> and I was just talking to him today and I said, wait till I tell Stacey this next one because the dog has just chewed like the, the whole toe in the front part of his thong. And he's like, I'll oh, just try it on yeah. and if it still fits, if my toes are still within there, then I can just keep it. So he's a prudent man. <laughs> <laughs> Best. Oh, um, and I think it's really, like, kids know when you're not paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. When you're just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They know when you're not. And I think it's really important that we, you know, as part of showing our kids that we love them is that just being engaged with them and actually being intentional with them. Um, it's a big thing that people get caught up these days with their phones and the social media or whatever. You see, they take their kids to the park, so it looks like they're, they're loving them and they're they want their kids to have fun, but then they sit on the high bench. And the kids going, Mummy, Daddy! Look at me, look at me, but that's not how it's done. Ah, yes, it is nice to have a break, though. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, what you touched on as well, well, it's all those little things, like every day, like love is unselfish and it's we show that in all the little things and the big things that we do for our children. And, you know, I've always said that having a baby is one of the hugest ways that selfishness <laughs> gets you. you think it happens when you get married and then no. you have a kid <laughs> and you realise I'm really, so selfish. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, just going back as well to, to what I was saying about love, you know, discipline is love and the scriptures clearly equate the two, but... Um, you know, when you think as well, you'll have some people don't discipline their kids and they're saying, oh, I love my kids so much, it hurts me to discipline them. But, you know, the reason that you actually not discipline them is purely selfish, even though you don't think it is, because it makes you feel bad. It's not actually about the child. You feel bad doing it, and so you don't do it, and it's actually not, um, you know, about the child at all. So, yeah. Yeah, and... You know, it talks about that you actually hate them if you don't discipline them because yeah. it, it has all these consequences later on in their life. It's You're not teaching them how to have relationships, yes. how to um, deal with their emotions. You're primarily not teaching them how to respond to authority. Yeah. Um, and we'll probably touch on that a bit more later, but that's, you know, really key. How, like how many kids don't know how to respond to their parents, their teachers, their boss? Mm. You know, how do many kids don't know how to... T- respond to God correctly because they haven't been shown how to respond correctly to authority. And you know that's exactly right because that that scripture used to puzzle me, whoever spares a rod hates their children and I used to wonder and then the Lord really opened that scripture for me one day and and it's exactly what you're saying there Lena that if you um, don't discipline them 
you know, ultimately they are going to reject the ultimate authority, which is God, and they're going to end up in hell. And so that is hatred mm. because just because it doesn't feel nice to you or it feels hard or whatever. And I think the key thing as well is consistency. Um, you know, to get, especially when you're stressed or tired, it's easier to sort of let things go and give them a mixed message. And it's that consistency that's really important and tiring for you as a parent, but important. Yeah. I think as well, you got to make sure that you're instructing them of what they've done is wrong. Yeah. Like, and why it's wrong. Yeah. You can't just say that was naughty. Yeah. You've got to tell them why. Otherwise, they're not going to learn from their mistakes and they're not going to grow into what you want them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always will. We start with our boys like going through the whole apology and talking about, all right, you did this and that wasn't right, da da da. Um, now you need to apologize and they, you know, say you're sorry and then, okay, I forgive you. Now it's done, it's all over. And even when they were too little to kind of understand the process, teaching them how to actually have that humility to ask for forgiveness and then what that means is now, okay, it's, it's gone and teaching them that's how God sees it um so that's setting them up for later in life so they'll have that understanding of that humility to be able to apologize to release anger towards other people as well um as well as understanding that when they sin and they've repented that it's gone and that we'll talk on that more later as you say because that's really key as well that as well and that's where particularly when we talk about physical discipline with smacking you know especially when the younger comes in with that immediate release Mm. Alright, a wise person uh, is concerned about her children. I think we see that in that Proverbs scripture, Proverbs 1, 8 verses, uh, sorry, Proverbs 1 verses 8 to 9. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. And I mean, that scripture clearly is talking about, like you say, you're concerned about your children. The father's preparing the son for life, talking into him, instructing him. And the mother is teaching the children as well. And, you know, I just think um, not to hammer dads because there's lots of mums out there as well, you know, that maybe we don't, we don't do it right as well. But, you know, dealing with and just seeing how many passive fathers there are out there where they're actually not speaking into their children, they're not giving them instruction for careers and you know just work ethic and all of that and just later in life like you said earlier as well you actually handicap your children you know you set mm-hmm. them up for failure and just not that push um to get educated or to do whatever they need to do and giving them sound good advice that you know that instruction because they really need that from you as a parent especially you know a dad talking into them giving them direction and a path for life yeah if you look at um in the Bible, um, you know, Jesus is baptized and he comes up and the father says, this is my son with him. I am well pleased, mm. you know, and he was giving him that direction and, and still calling him out, even though this was Jesus, yeah, yeah. you know, and if your father provided that to Jesus, like how much more do we need to give that for our children? And exactly. How many of us adults sort of like can be bumbling around with life because they haven't been given that, that set platform and um don't have you know that sort of confidence and they don't have any direction they just sort of bumble along with life not really knowing what to do and yeah yeah. and I mean I think you know this might sound a bit strange but I really look at you know us growing up in South Africa and not having this um welfare system 
and in a lot of ways I can see that as a big advantage because we were hammered our whole life, not in a bad way, but it was really important that you actually got yourself well educated, did well at school, you know, were able to get yourself skilled up after school because there was nothing to fall back on and, and I see that as a big advantage because everyone, you know, you had a focus, you had a direction and I see so many people in a country like, you know, like Australia where we have, you know, the welfare system which, you know, has got its place in certain instances but then you see people that just drifted through, like you're saying, no direction, no aim of what they want to do and sometimes later on for them that's a big problem because they find they you know they've got nothing and they can't support their families and you know they start mm. getting resentful because they can't live the lifestyle that they want to live yeah, it comes a generational thing yeah mm. um i think that's it's thinking that like a a parent's um teaching just like a general instruction through life that's their display of love and concern for their kids and that's how um you know other people should view it as well it's like obviously a child doesn't view it that way but that's that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> you know sitting down with them and it might be little things of um I don't know baking with them or building them lego or it could be sitting down and reading the bible but that's that's their display of of um, concern for their life. Yep. Yeah. Um, and a wise person trains his children. It's just what you're saying, Stacey. I mean, yeah. um, in stuff like spiritual character, like just general life skills that are always good to have. <laughs> how many of us what moved out of home with no no idea how to boil an egg? Yeah. <laughs> Lucky we had the internet. <laughs> um and I, I see that our parents' role is to um to train their child through all stages of life. You know, yes, as we grow up our relationship with our parent changes, but there's still that place for that that training and being able to have like to speak into your kids' life and um that's part of the benefits of I think disciplining your children and building that relationship with them. You can have a, a good relationship with them later on. And I mean that the scripture that you know talks to that is Proverbs twenty two six. Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they're old, they will not turn from it. And the way that they should go is the way of wisdom. And remember, as we've seen in Proverbs, that the fear of the Lord is what we need to teach them. And like you said, it has to be intentionally taught. It's not something that's just automatic. We really <laughs> have to teach them that. I was shocked when I had a kid, and I realized that I had to teach them how to do everything, like how to sleep, how to eat, <laughs> like oh. everything. And you just like, they don't, you just don't bumble along and pick up fear of the, the yeah. Lord. <laughs> and some unfortunately do bumble along because that's what, you know, the parents are not maybe intentional yeah. about doing things. And yeah, so it's very, very important. And you can probably see the difference in children um, that have been trained in the way of the Lord early. Like it's not just a fluffy, airy fairy thing. It's like an it's an intentional teaching of the Lord. Then they grow up and they're less likely to deviate from and try the worldly things and mm. do that. They say no. I want to stick to this path because you know I've I've been taught this and I know this is right. And so. and that's even where what you say is important there. Even when they grow up and so teenagers and you know even later adult children. 
it still as a parent you've still got to be saying to them maybe at that stage you know you've brought them up in the way but like I'm still putting my foot down saying no to that and I'm going to stick to that even through all the back chat and you know the insulting or whatever might come you know um, and that's really important as well and to them all the way through as you grow to every stage of their life as well you're mm. still talking I had that for um when you know we we train and were concerned about them for our own peace of mind yeah I um you know that's when you you train them up because you don't want to have your teenagers that are off the fallen path and yeah. they get pregnant they start drinking they're doing drugs or whatever you know you want them you know on that path that you're on and that's you know you you train them for those too <laughs> and I mean you look at it you know I know that people have said to me before oh you're lucky you know your child didn't rebel and it's like well, I have nothing to do with it yeah there's probably things he, he did that I don't know about and that's just as well but you know there wasn't this like open art and art rebellion like you're saying all that drinking and carrying on in whatever form it would take and it's just nothing it's not like it's that consistent sewing in of the principles of God throughout the whole life and that consistency where it's that hard work and tiring and stuff but you still do it and like you say Stacey that for your own peace of mind enjoy Proverbs 29 17 said discipline your children they will give you peace they will bring you the delights you desire and you know just reading that just made me think about how many kids how many parents actually today don't find delight in their children there's so many um, parents that are not disciplining their children I see it all the time at school I see out in the shopping centers wherever you go that you know some of these kids are absolutely holy terrors the parents just you know take them out there's screaming going on from both sides and it's just not pleasant at all um, and and they're just not enjoying their children but they've actually created that problem for themselves by not just that's where um, we get that comment, um, aren't you lucky, like with our boys, yeah. you know, when we're out and about or other people, you know, make that comment like, aren't you lucky that your children are so well behaved and they're so quiet and... I hope you don't just smile politely and <laughs> not tell them why. It's so frustrating because it's not like luck of the draw, it's like intentional hard work. Yeah. Um, and then we have children who are a delight to be around, who are well-mannered and Yes, we have our moments, they're still growing and learning, um, but they are delightful, have delightful boys. They are wonderful boys. They are um, just so much fun and just, just they're just great kids. They're so, they're fun. We enjoy our family time together and that's, you know, we've chosen to sow in discipline and be intentional and teach them and train them and, you know, the, the result of that is pleasant children. And as adults, you actually want to play with them. Because they are fun. You don't want to just be like, oh, go sort yourself out, you know. You actually want to be with them because they are a delight. And it's really just sad the number of parents who don't choose to train their children and they don't enjoy their children and just, you know, they will do anything really to sort of escape spending time with their families because they just don't enjoy their children. And they don't realise that it's what they've created. And it's, you know, it's sad. The lack of discipline at a very young age in certain aspects, it might look cute in that, but it doesn't last too long, you know, um, when they really need to actively get involved and be disciplined in those areas. Mm. Yep. All right. Um, another reason for training our children is it's for their own honour and for their own honour and
for their own honour and 